0: Hi, welcome to another episode of the Rooted In podcast. This is episode five of season two. And if you've been listening along with season two, or if you're just coming in for the first time, quick recap, we've been covering uh, various different ways to achieve deep learning. Um, So you take a listen to the previous four episodes and uh, we'll cover kind of a a variety of topics within that. Um, And today is a new topic still under that same deep learning umbrella.
1: I'm chiming in here. I'm Rita Savasco, and we are basing a lot of our conversation on research. Uh, Some of the the research is all over the map across the fields of Mm -hmm. education, learning, uh, psychology, but uh, it was put together um, and looked at in a deep way by John Hattie. (laughs) So we will be talking about that today. Yes, he gets referenced uh,
0: frequently throughout what we do, um, but in particular today. Uh, And I'm Claire Um, just throw my introduction in there, too. (laughs) Um, and it's just the two of us today talking about stuff. Um, keep listening all the way through for great ideas, and also at the end, we're going to hit you with another coupon code, um, as just a thank you for being a part of our podcast community. Um, so at the end, you could hear more about that. So just to frame
1: up what we're going to talk about today, Mm -hmm. Claire, um, I am going to tell a student story again, and... I feel like that needs like a theme song. Like it's a student story. I'm like, <laughs> <Yeah. ta-ta. laughs> I know. I was thinking that about deep learning. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, I have a student. I'm going to call him Zach, and we—he is in high school, and we were working on his writing skills. And this particular um, last quarter of our work together just really mapped out uh the methods for deep learning mm-hmm. um success in deep learning um his personal success just to give you a little background um he is a struggling reader and writer and speller um, he is an awesome guy and he's been working with me for maybe four years, I'm guessing. And, um, so, you know, this is not like, oh, he just started with me and this right. is what we achieved in three months. success. Right, right. right. So I just want to give that background and he has, you know, even though he has struggles, he has lots of skills, he's a great guy. Anyway.
0: Right. Um, and to give it uh, kind of continuing that framework, you're, you are going to be talking or we're going to be talking about, um... The different ways that that deep learning is involved here but we are specifically under the umbrella of writing yes um, thank you we will be touching on kind of a lot of different pieces that that go
1: with that but that's kind of the broad topic right i mean just to clarify whenever i work with reading i am always working with writing i mm-hmm. don't believe in ever separating those things right. and if you've been around rooted in language for a while you know that we always believe in working and strengthening skills but also using those skills in what I call a consolidated way. And the way you consolidate skills for reading and writing, you guessed it, is by reading (laughs) Reading and and writing. writing. (laughs) yes. It's uh,
0: one of those really self-explanatory things that's way harder than it sounds. (laughs) Yes, it
1: can be hard to fit in for one thing, as you all know. So one thing about writing that's really coming out in the research is We're not doing enough of it. It, Kids should be writing a lot. I just was reading a piece of uh, information today by a researcher named Stephen Graham, and he said kids need to be writing about an hour a day. Really? Yes, an hour a day. So think about that. So if you have a struggling writer, if you have a child who loves writing... Yeah. You Claire, I mean, you
0: were writing. <laughs> I, that's true. I was probably doing that. Oh, for good, like, good stints outside of
1: schoolwork. Oh yeah, you're yeah, writing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So right, but when you have a struggling writer, they are not writing an hour a day. Right. So, right. Um, so we have to really keep working on these writing skills, and we have mm-hmm. to get writing. And one of everywhere. the big
0: questions with that, I feel like, okay, that's a really ambitious number, right? An hour a day, um, and could be very intimidating, especially. If you're thinking about, like, well, I'm not sure under kind of what realm, like, what are we going to be writing about, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's like, okay, it's clear that we're going to be writing a paper on this thing, Mm -hmm. but that's not going to take him an hour every day for the next two months or whatever it might be. Right. So some of what we're going to be talking about today will kind of cover some different ways you can get more writing in what you're doing
1: yes sorry to interrupt you there um you're right uh that is part of what we're going to be talking about today and just to clarify too there are kids who struggle with writing because they struggle with handwriting right we are going we have a handwriting class where we share some of the research and methods we use with kids who struggle with handwriting, Mm -hmm. that's a really foundational skill that needs to be in place for writing. The other thing to be aware of is children who um, have strong uh, or weak reading skills, strong difficulty, I was about to say, <laughs> weak reading skills need to get some of that skill building in place right. in terms of the whole sound to symbol relationship right. and how are they spelling to help get to this level of writing. But right. we have had all that done with uh, with Zach, and so now we moved on to, he's in high school and we're really at this essay level. So right. I'm going to tell you a story about... Uh, my story begins in December, and we love December around it's here. It's a good month. <laughs> we really like holidays. And the, ho- the thing about holidays is they're very personal, mm-hmm. right? They Super are. personal. And we like personal writing. <laughs> so, oh, Claire, what? we have to give a warning. Oh, right. That's true. Yes. We have a parent alert here. <laughs> if you have young children listening to this podcast, you may want to pause and come back later. Don't forget us. Come back. <laughs> but we're going to be talking about uh, kind of a sensitive subject. Mm-hmm. Would you say it's kind of an adult subject? A little adult. Yeah, yeah I think so. Okay. Here, I'll, should we give yeah, him a minute? I think, well, yeah. okay. I, would, I would tell him. Don't hold them in suspense too long. Okay. Well, here's the subject. I like to have kids write about something that kind of provokes some feeling. And one of my favorite topics is to talk about when they found out there was no Santa Claus. Okay, parents, there's, now you know. Wait, oh. there's no
0: Santa Claus? Is oh. that?
1: Are you? Uh, I got to s- go. <laughs> See, this is why we gave the warning. Sorry, Claire. We'll talk later. <gasps> right. Okay, now you have something to write about. It's
0: disappointing. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> okay, so... That was uh, the writing prompt, is mm-hmm. we're going to write about... I had actually a couple holiday topics. He loves holidays. Zach, <laughs> Zach is always, you know, he's just a guy who likes a good time. And he has a big family and he loves his family. So writing about holidays is fine for nice. him. So... um he, he picked, let's write about when I found out there was no Santa. And the, one of the reasons I like this is because it gave us an opportunity to talk a little bit about what is a universal idea. Mm-hmm. So one of the ways we interest readers in what we have to say, even when we're telling personal stories, is if we can relate our stories to something other people understand. Many people understand. Mm-hmm. We call that a universal idea. And most people who had a childhood, that revolved around Santa also have a story about finding out there is no Santa. Right. And so it's a story of disillusionment.
0: (laughs) Utter disappointment.
1: Utter disappointment. Ah,
0: It's hard. Uh, What's cool, though, about that, aside from the fact that it's disappointing and disillusioning. Yes.
1: uh, Which is always fun.
0: Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Always a great, great thing to have. But what is cool about that is this universal idea... And this concept that when we're writing about a personal story, um, we are personally connected to what we're doing. Um, And especially for, well, this is true of any writer, um, but particularly struggling writers, it can be really hard to feel connected to what you're writing about. Um, If it's like, okay, we're gonna just do an analysis of something or write about this random topic. There's not a lot of passion. Um, that can be kind of dredged up for that. Um, so if you start from a place of you came in with an idea, you came in with, um, a story already in your head about this concept, um, the, the kind of want to write, the need to write about it is a little bit more present. Um, and this is what we refer to as the will um kind of referencing back to a podcast that Rita did with Julie Bogart in season 1 um it's the fifth episode Oh, this is the fifth, fifth episode of season 2 that was the fifth episode of season 1 ah Weird. very parallel i know um called rooted in learning if you want to take a listen to that again but they talk about the skill will and thrill of learning um and for more on that i would i would take a listen to that but Um, This is kind of referencing this will of learning. So it's like the want, the drive, the desire to actually write something. Um, So that personal connection can really
1: stir that up. Mm -hmm. So uh, we talk... The skill, the will, and the thrill. And I started with some basic skills that Mm -hmm. writers need to have. And now, then I talked about will. But we don't want to be confused. This isn't something that only follows one pattern. We actually vacillate a lot between Mm -hmm. the skill, the will, the thrill. We actually want that mixed up and going back and forth all the time. So the next thing, so December was this writing about... There is no Santa Claus. And then, oh, Claire is just weeping over here. It is just (gasps) awful. I feel so bad. Anyway, so then come January, uh, Zach arrives at my door and he says throws down you know his his computer and pen and everything and says i got to take the act ah <laughs> not so thrilling Maybe so not. <laughs> you know what we have act writing to do so now we went back to some some training right yep. and i did a straight how-to. Here is the format. This is what everybody's looking for. Mm -hmm. You know, this is what your first paragraph needs to do. These are what the next two need to do. Here's what the last one is. Write five if you can. Write four if, you know, the fifth one isn't going to be a good one. You know, let's go for quality. And we needed to have some conversations about how do you write a compare and contrast because that's part of it now. Mm -hmm. How do you present an argument? Mm -hmm. That's part of it now. How do you include some references or citations back to the original text they give you to read it's pretty you know a heavy charge right now for ACT writing so we worked on all of that
0: right which is as you said this is skill building at its kind of finest (laughs) (laughs) um and the writing that can come out of this is not necessarily the most fabulous thing you've ever written um and it probably won't be um but it is a necessity for moving to fabulous writing. Um, I feel like what can end up happening sometimes is people expect from these kinds of essays that you've, you've come to some sort of grand conclusion or express something in this beautiful, amazing way and that's what gets you really high scores on something or into college or whatever it might be. But you can't make grand sweeping, knock you off your chair kind of conclusions or that style of writing if you don't have a foundation of understanding with just the basic writing skills already put in place. Um, So it's kind of a, like Rita said, we're vacillating back and forth a little bit. We actually started with the will and a little bit of more thrilling kind of writing, something that's fun and that you would enjoy writing about. And now we're backing it up to covering some of these skill pieces so that in theory, we can start layering again in the future. So starting with the skill building, Well, rather, you shouldn't necessarily start with skill building. Sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. But it's kind of a back and forth that happens.
1: Right. And, you know, researchers call this surface learning. Mm -hmm. And just think about that word surface. You're not going to have super fabulous deep writing when you're stuck on the surface. So there's not, as we always say, there's nothing wrong with this kind of teaching. Just know what it is. Right. Don't think it's the end all. All I have to do is teach this format, and my kid plugs and chugs for the rest of their life, and I, voila, I have a great writer. That's not really the way it happens, Right. right? But it has a place and it can give kids a roadmap, especially for the kind of writing that you start to face more in high school and college, where, you know, there is kind of a certain formula that people Mm -hmm. are looking for Mm -hmm. and you have to learn how to work within those formats. Right. So um, then what was great about this is, though, we didn't stay just with skill. We went to this next level where I did something that sounds a little different. Mm -hmm. I brought in writing that other people wrote. And what I did is I shared, number one, my own personal writing. Again, there's a lot... Supporting a lot of research out there, supporting that we should be sharing writing, we should be modeling our writing. Right, you know, kind of that teaching by example or leading by example. Yes, yes, and also you stir up a little more will and thrill Mm -hmm. when you have this shared experience with someone else. It's a little more fun. Right. So I had gone on. I got so motivated by writing about when I found out there was no Santa. And let me tell you, you all should hear this story because it is just heartbreaking. (laughs) But anyway, so I wrote this story (laughs) and I said, okay, I want you to know that I finished my story because, you know, there's only so much time. I finished my story over the holidays and I want to read it to you. And so I read my story. And we spent some time deconstructing my story. Mm-hmm. What was my purpose when I had this part of my story? Right. What was my purpose here? Where was the universal idea? How did I keep driving that home? Right. How was I trying to stir up emotion for my sad, sad tale, you You're know?
0: Really analyzing a piece of writing like we would do with any sort of novel or short story or anything, right. anything published, right? You're doing that kind of same exact process. Right. Just with something... And we looked
1: at writer's perspective, and we looked at reader's perspective. And then I shared another student's college entrance essay, and we revisited this idea of universal idea, and we looked at this concept of universal idea, and we looked at how did the student in this essay um, play on this universal idea? What was it, and how did that make that paper better? Right. So what were we doing there when I did that well, test? That is
0: major metacognitive activity going on. And we love metacognition. We love being metacognitive at Rooted in Language. <laughs> it's like the word that gets thrown around the most, I think. Um, but it's kind of this thinking about how we think, right? Talking about how we talk, learning about how we learn. It's it's this above looking back down at what you've done, Um and in this particular example, it's being able to see what other people have done, really pull it apart, get down into the meat, down into the bones of, of what has been crafted so that you can then, in theory, apply some of those same ideas, some of those same approaches to your own writing or your own crafting. Um, but that kind of understanding has to be explicitly taught that is not something that people just sort of magically understand right or would not go and pursue on their own well yeah not everybody yeah i was gonna say sweeping generalizations there's always gonna be somebody out there who just gets
1: it it's your neighbor's child always that's right
0: um I guess I'll say it's really difficult to to just understand that sort of innately. It, it is a process that is best understood through explicit guidance that somebody who does understand it, i.e. a teacher, a parent, a, a tutor, or whatever they might be, helping the student along by showing them how the process works, by talking through the process with them, by pointing out similarities and differences, right, between here's what you did in your paper, here's what I did in mine. We have a personal connection going on there because it's not some nameless, faceless person who wrote this. That's why starting with your own writing, giving that to your student is a great place to begin because it's going, once again, back to that personal connection idea.
1: Right. So the researchers like to call this uh, type of metacognitive thinking having standards of success. Hmm. And you know, it is really easy to forget that as the teacher, you have this picture in your mind of what you're going for. I mean, sometimes we don't actually, but (laughs) hopefully we do. But we don't actually show that to the kids right if you think about it right you know um and and really they need to see that they need to see some success what sometimes this is referred to as worked samples okay that's lots of nice jargon Wait, like ooh. you know me i love my jargon <laughs> anyway so so zach and i continue on and we go back to the practice for the s for the act paper and when we come back To it after we've done some of these standards of success, and we had a good laugh over my tragic story about Santa. Zach entered the task with more confidence. He expressed it. He's a very verbal kid. I mean, he just told me, I feel more confident. I'm not even just, you know, this is not conjecture. This is what he told me, right? And he arrived threw down his stuff and said, "I got this. I've been thinking about it." So he already had some planning going on. It right. wasn't written down yet, but he already had some planning he'd been that he'd had in his head right. about how to approach his ACT practice. And that was an important stage. Absolutely. I just
0: to comment on the confidence thing too. You said he's very verbal, which is awesome. But I do think in writing, it's very hard to fake confidence in your writing. That's one of the places where you can fake confidence in other places and, and, you know, kind of convince yourself that you feel better about what you're doing. But writing is one of those kind of you're laid bare. All of your skills are spread out on the table, out in the open. And if you don't feel confident about it, it becomes very clear very quickly to yourself, to anybody involved in that process, um... And who wants to do oh, things yeah. we don't feel good right. about? And Let's- then it just becomes an even more of a of an arduous process because yes. of that, right? Right. Um, so here he's coming in with his own intentions. This we're kind of coming back to the will idea a little bit that it was originally expressed because it was a concept or a, a story that he really wanted to tell, and now we're moving into maybe a story that. We don't know if he wants to tell it or not. Who knows, It's ACT right? writing. Yeah. How many
1: kids are excited about that, right. right? Like, uh,
0: not sure here. Um, And yet, he has a will to write it because he's actually excited about the process itself, if not necessarily the topic. So we're kind of switching where the excitement lies. Yeah, nice. And being excited about the process mm-hmm. means that any topic you throw at me, I can handle. right.
1: And researchers like to say this metacognitive skill is that not only does he have intentions, but he knows how he's going to implement his right. goal, right? right. He it's, has, you know, that little bit. That's what confidence is, yeah. right? I think I can do this. Yeah. And then you go and do it, right? And that's yeah, and kind of
0: you. the only way to practice confidence is to continuously do things like that, right? right. It right. becomes very student-driven yes. and is, is verging on this idea of independence.
1: <laughs> yes, right. Which is what we're all hoping for, Right. right. So then the next thing I know, he comes in and he has a random paper due for school, okay? He has an expository essay and we say, okay, what are we going to do first? And now he says, oh, you know, the introduction, let's start there, you know? And so we kind of have this plan and right away I notice his paper is more focused. Mm-hmm. He has not only an, op- an opening hook that he's kind of figured out, mm-hmm. but he ends up knowing how to get this thesis out there. And then when he we start to write body paragraphs, um, one of the things that we've struggled with in the past is he can kind of loses way mm-hmm. um, in the midst so of writing. Common. Very common. I mean, very common. easy to do. All of a sudden, he's staying on topic and he's relating every paragraph back to the thesis yeah. and. I'm thinking, hey, wait a minute, you know, this is the kind of analysis we've done before. Sure. And it's showing up in his writing yeah. all of a sudden. Yeah. So what happened
0: there? Well, these are the kinds of things that I, um, before I get to what happened, sorry, <laughs> that I feel like the, the like, drifting away from topic um, is fairly common. And And when we see students who come in with, I have to write this paper, and they want help with it, they want, you know, that little bit of editing, that analysis, whatever we might provide to help guide them through this paper writing process a lot of times you end up reading something and go okay well this isn't staying on topic and they're not sure why and you're not sure how to explain it to them and right it's kind of this like we're in this nebulous space and don't really know where to go forward from here in the case of Zach because that paper writing happened after all of this construction that came before in different versions with different flavors and different intentions he ends up at the end of it in a place that's very hard to teach if you just start there you have to kind of back your way up right to get to that ultimate location um but because of this um his more focused writing um, his more, his like deeper awareness of what mm-hmm. was going on is really him creating his own set of success criteria he's kind of internalized this out of concept and um, even if he doesn't necessarily have the words to express precisely what his success criteria is it's definitely present because if it weren't it would be drifting all over the place, Mm
1: -hmm, right? mm -hmm. And he had a particularly difficult time with this. And a lot of our students do this staying on topic. Mm -hmm. I once uh, listened to a, um, I was at a conference and the speaker was talking about writing. And he was saying that in order to write well and elaborate, you have to converge on an idea. Mm -hmm. You don't diverge from an idea. That the more you can converge on an idea, the more you actually elaborate right. around that concept. But just diverging, right. that actually gets you off topic and right. it doesn't have the same uh, drive to it that you want a um, thesis to have, right. you know, that you want a paper to have. And your reader is going to give up. Yeah, they're going to follow. know
0: that it's way off, right. off base. But that that uh, the ability to converge on a topic is really difficult mm-hmm. and has to – um, come from a place of a lot of practice, mm-hmm. right, it and does. a lot of
1: ideas. Maybe what we would call deep learning. Hmm, maybe. <laughs> hmm.
0: Hey, wait, that sounds familiar. Yes, it does.
1: <laughs> so, Claire, kind of sum up what we did oh, yeah, here.
0: Sure. Um, so, we touched on the skill and the will, and a little bit of the thrill. And even though we tend to say it in that order because it sounds snappy, mm-hmm. um, as Rita said early on, it there is no specific particular carefully made order it's it's kind of a triangle of those three Mm -hmm. things that we bounce back and forth um even working on the same uh paper the same whatever it is that we're working on you're gonna bounce back and forth between skill will and thrill
1: Right. right i forgot to mention when you say thrill that you know he knew as he was writing this paper, that mm-hmm. he was putting together a good first draft, right. and he knew it was better, and he was thrilled about that. That's awesome. You know? That's Cause, way cause, cool. Because hey, there's nothing more fun than being successful, right? Well, right. Like exactly.
0: And really fully owning something like mm-hmm. that, and feeling that you can do it independently, or or more independently than mm-hmm. you could do it before. You mm-hmm. know, the ability to take off training wheels—like yeah. how freeing is that? Yeah. And if if that alone, right, is that thrilling? Um, sensation that ability to to really encompass all that you've been learning and all that you understand and throw it out there and kind of show off right right like this is this is my moment right Um,
1: so I started out kind of developing this big picture for him and that was one of the strategies that was used
0: um yeah and from there you definitely moved into the relationship building so mm-hmm. connecting between different ideas um and this is a huge higher level thinking deep learning kind of skill that you make these really strong, deep connections between different ideas. That's analysis. Right. right.
1: And we like to say that we're always learning in relationship, mm-hmm. we're reading in relationship, mm-hmm. and we're writing in relationship, right? That's right. basic philosophy behind rooted in language. Right, which
0: actually you can interpret in a, a many different ways, mm-hmm. um, being that we work hard to forge relationships with the people we're working with right mm-hmm. with our students and so sharing your own writing and letting them tear apart what you've done right to see how it was all put together that's a big part of building that relationship but it's also we're learning in relation to to these greater ideas right yeah, to universal right. concepts yes, that we're nice. connecting constantly to kind of the human
1: experience right right and lastly, you know, uh, uh, well, not lastly, uh, there's kind of two parts to this, you know, students begin to self-regulate, right? right. They start developing their own goals and, right. and knowing what success is.
0: Yeah. And they, and eventually um, it leads to them really owning their learning that we talk about this idea of ownership a lot, but it's that I came in the door and I put down my stuff and I said, you know what? I got this, right? It's yeah. a...
1: Yeah. It's a cool thing. <laughs> it's a very cool thing. So uh, we'll end on this success criteria. Here was my success criteria story <laughs> is one day, a uh, few weeks after that paper, um, I open up my phone and I see I have a text message. Hmm. And it's from my student, Zach. Hey. And the text message is a screenshot of his um, grades from his uh, – from his computer where he was looking at his grades that he got in his English class. And it says, expository essay, chosen topic using MLA format. And his grade was a 95%. And he wrote in his text message, I gotta say, this is a personal best. (laughs) Just I love, love that I story. If
0: that doesn't doesn't fill you up, I don't know what does. Yes, that's that awesome. Was... So it's I so guess cool. it was
1: kind of a personal best for both of us that's because right. that's
0: right.
1: Um, you know, it's a lot of hard work, a lot over time, mm-hmm. and um, you know, he had the thrill. That was a win,
0: absolutely, absolutely. And what's cool about that, like I was saying earlier, is now he can take this will and thrill and skill mm-hmm. of the process and apply it continuously, right through. I mean, this is lifelong depth of
1: understanding yes and his tolerance for more skill building Mm -hmm. you know as we go back and forth between Mm -hmm. this you know it hasn't has improved his will is there right right and he can see now hey this isn't just this drudgery you know we we had some wins and that's why we need to when kids are really at the struggling level we have to have those wins and let them see those wins and get that feeling of thrill as much as you possibly can, as True. fast as you can, right because it really helps everything else come along.
0: Yeah, so one of the big reminders, I guess, to people is that this whole story of of Rita and Zach is not something that happened in two weeks, right? This is not something that was he came in in the morning with this with this difficulty and left in the afternoon with a with an A on mm-hmm. a paper. Mm-hmm. Um, because we're talking about forging understanding in a really deep and complicated way it's a lengthy and deep and complicated process
1: right yes, so as writing is yeah
0: and as it, as it should be right i mm-hmm. mean if you thinking about how successful you feel at the end of something like that if you put in your 20 minutes of effort and now you're hugely successful versus you've put in this constant practice and this work and this, you know, real heartfelt effort and coming out at the other end of that and how much more you understand because okay. of that.
1: Right. Um, it, it feels good. It feels good. That's yeah. right. Right. Um, so if you had any any last thoughts on that. No, just, uh, you know, appreciate this, you know, appreciate that things take time mm-hmm. that we um, engage with kids in relationship that we really want our goal should always be deep learning, and, and it doesn't mean that we don't do any surface learning. We right. do. Right. Um, we need some of that to move to this deeper level to gain what I call automaticity. I'm not the only one who calls it this, but what <laughs> you, you didn't hear make me, up that word. <laughs> you hear me refer to as the automaticity of skills. Of course, right. we need that. Right. Um. And but we don't want to be stuck there. And, and we can't skip that skill right. either. So we just really need to work through this. But man, get meta. Get meta, get meta, meta, meta. Right? <laughs> and show kids what success should look like. Absolutely. And, and show them their own yeah right tease out there um and and share yourself in the process i think those are all yeah. good ways what are you thinking right mm-hmm. what's your meta stuff going on
0: absolutely and speaking of sharing you know honestly we love stories like this and if you guys have stories that you want to share if you feel like you want to throw something out there you know it doesn't have to be a big long personal thing if you don't want it to be just any kind of um these moments other people love to hear them we love to hear them we know it can get you can get kind of bogged down in the middle of it, um, and we certainly do as well. Um, so it can be kind of uplifting to mm-hmm. hear that, and we want to—we would love to hear anything from you guys. Um, so feel free to reach out with
1: anything like that um we're all about teaching strategies you know not just the materials you, you use right we're about the strategies and that's what we try to share in this podcast so mm-hmm. be sure to listen in
0: yeah absolutely so thanks so much you guys can uh find more fun stuff from us at Uh we're also all over uh the social media world with pinterest and you can follow us on facebook you can follow us on instagram subscribe to our youtube channel we would love the love um and thank you for listening through our whole story here. We'll read his whole story here. Um and uh you can use the coupon code success S-U-C-C-E-S-S, at checkout for 20% off in the store, um, especially if you're looking at for that handwriting class that's coming up that Rita mentioned at the beginning. Yes, um, handwriting.
1: And then we have a supportive writing and editing
0: yep, class. It's also right? coming up. So big writing-related things. Um, so you can use that code SUCCESS uh, to get 20% off if you're interested in that. So thank you so much. You've been a lovely audience.